Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. Today's episode is a sermon that was delivered on August 5th during our outdoor worship service. The sermon was co-preached, preached by myself, Pastor Nate Preisinger, and Pastor Gary Sandberg. We kind of went back and forth, uh, sort of dueling panchos type of sermon. Um, and the whole theme of the sermon was together for good. What does it mean when we say that we're together for good here at Bethany? Where do we see that in scriptures? How does God use community to accomplish God's mission in the world? So without further ado, I'll share with you now the audio recording of that sermon from August the 5th. Maybe seated. Our gospel lesson uh, for today talks about this moment with Thomas, who, if you listen to my sermon on Sunday, you know that he's my guy, and he gets a bad rap for being labeled Doubting Thomas, and we see it right here. He's the one that says, let us all go with, Jude- with Jesus back to Judea to die with him. And so it's this moment of the disciples going together to Jerusalem with Jesus on Jesus's mission. And so it's got me thinking that we have this little phrase here, together for good, and we sing our gospel acclamation, together for good, and we hear about the disciples being together and going with Jesus. And so, Gary, I think we should do this sermon together. All right, sure. All right, great. Who's going to start? <laughs> I think I already did. Oh, okay. But why don't you tell us a little bit about that Acts passage that you read and the togetherness we might see there? I love this passage from Acts because we don't get to hear it very often, and it sounds really strange. But what we get out of it is the fact that even in the early church, they realized that they needed help. Now, we saw this throughout Scripture with Moses needing some help and uh, other of the prophets who would find people around. But now the early disciples realize that they can't do it all. And so they appoint these seven men, which also gives us some insight into Stephen, which I really like because he becomes a very important character later on, uh, just a couple chapters in the book of Acts. But what's so foundational about this is that they were able to find these people who were so willing to wait on tables. I mean, that's what they needed. They said, we need people to wait on on tables. So they found upstanding people to do that. In that day, of course, men today would have certainly been men and women who would have been chosen for that task. But the people did who were chosen did not seem as if this was somehow a lowly task. This was a gospel-oriented, life-giving task that they were bringing to the people. It's that sense of togetherness that I think was started already when Thomas wanted to go with Jesus to die, it's sort of like they said, whatever it takes, Lord, we're with you. Yeah, and what I like about your Acts passage that you read is that the disciples saw this need in the world, right? They're like, our widows are not being fed, is what the scripture passage says. And so then they turn to God and ask God for guidance, and God expands their community. And I just see that as a real rhythm to the way that church works. And we see it in the John passage as well, where the disciples notice that there's a need, that Jesus is going to go to Judea with or without them. And so they go with him. There's this movement that exists where when we 
see and have our hearts broken by the needs of the world, when we turn to God, God responds by saying, okay, let's go together and handle this. And I think we see that a lot here at Bethany. That's really been a part of, as, as you know, we would say now, tonight, look at this, we have people together. Even if they're six feet apart, they're still together. This is something that's so amazing. And you might think this is the first time we've been able to be together, but that's not at all true. In fact, if it weren't for the work of so many people of Bethany, we would have not had any of the kind of ministry that we have shared together, together over the past several months. It has taken so many people with their thoughts, with their prayers, with their willing to work the way they needed to, for things to happen and turn out the way that they do. Uh, who knew uh, a couple of years ago, as we started talking about Together for Good and even Abundantly Bethany, that we could see all of that playing out even when our worship sanctuary was not able to house everybody. When it comes to living out this aspect of, of being the church together, you, all of you have not missed a beat. You have stayed with everything that we're doing and made it feel for Pastor Nate and, our, and the rest of our staff like this is vital life-changing ministry, even if it looks different than it did a few months ago. And the thing that always gets me is that, again, this is how the church works. And this is how God works again and again. And yes, we have heard it said so many times that these moments in history are unprecedented, right? We've never seen anything like this before. And yet, the way that the church works in unprecedented times is something very familiar. And, and I want to just remind us a little theological work we can do. I love the fact that we call the church the body of Christ. And we spend so much time focusing on the gospel readings and all the work that Jesus did on earth when he had an earthly body, but I think we often forget that then all that work continues through the body of Christ today. And again, we've seen that just with the way Bethany has responded to these unprecedented times by being the body of Christ. The outreach committee has done all this work in organizing continual efforts to care for the needs of the world around us. We got this great email earlier this week from Metro Caring. Um, because if you might remember in July, we spent a lot of time focusing on caring for that local ministry and supporting it. And they said, because of our efforts, we blew away their expectations for what was possible. And that's just one example. Go ahead. Gary's got some more. He's the lead pastor. He keeps these things in his head really well. You think I do. And actually, <laughs> if you look at me jotting down, it's because <laughs> earlier today, I was thinking the list I, I'm not really sure where to start, the only because I don't know where to end. I mean, you could say, of course, it, it might begin with our councils, how engaged they have been in this whole time. What a blessing they have been to Pastor Nate and I in the decisions that we made. That certainly has been true of our entire staff. Whenever we need to think about what's the next wave and what's the next creative avenue for the church, they're always there ready to offer something to us. Our worship teams, the fact that we continue to have musicians who want to enhance worship and they keep coming in, making that happen week after week, is, is such an incredible experience. Um, we are so blessed to be able to have live worship on a Sunday. I can't tell you what that means for Pastor Nate and I to know that even though it's a camera lens that's out there, 
we know you're there. In fact, you're going to read uh, very soon in some uh, some material and through the beacon. We're going to talk about the other side of the lens because we want to know what's been happening as we're preaching to a camera lens. We know you're still engaged in life and ministry and everything uh, is still is a part of your life. We're going to start getting together to talk about that because that's what the church does. They, they, they get into people's lives. And I think that's what we see in the Acts passage that we have, that these disciples said we have to get into other people's lives to know what's happening there. And I think that was even what Thomas was saying to the rest of his disciples. We got to stay with Jesus in this one. We got to get in that life to see how that's going to play out. We just had, uh, we're just in the midst of day camp this week. What a blessing. The, uh, Brian Jaster, Gail Newell, and some other uh, people who made that happen. They just finished up uh, through our, our youth ministry, the Seven Wonders Quest, which took so many people to come together, people who came in to put the kits together, who imagined together, all of the things that happened through that. These are people who said, the church does not take a break. And just because we're going to do things differently does not mean we're not going to say to Jesus, we're with you in this one. And we're going to do whatever it takes to make ministry be vital in this time. And so as your pastors, when we were thinking about this worship gathering and being actually together in a parking lot for the first time since March, uh, we wanted to take time and to remind you of all that God is still doing. Even though these times are unprecedented, even though it might not be what, where we had hoped we would be in August 2020, the truth is God is still at work. And God is still at work because the church is still at work. And God works through each and every one of us in all these ways we've talked about. And we are all part of this larger whole that's continuing to make ministry happen, that's continuing to care for one another. And so know that too, is that if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling disconnected, that there are so many ways to still engage. But not only that, there's so many people too, ready and willing to step up and to be the body of Christ for whatever needs you might have at this hour, at this moment in your life. Especially to realize that that comes through and how important when we hear the work of Stefan and the other disciples who took on that task. They took on that task because somebody said, hey, look, the most vulnerable in our community still need to be cared for. And if that's our mindset, not, you know, I, I sure wish the church had something for me right now, but what is it about my ministry that can bring life into somebody else's world right now? That's what was happening in the early church. That's what we want happening at Bethany today. And part of it is we want you to let us know where that's working and where we still need to work harder because we are relying on the fact that this is still our community of faith and how we show that with each other still matters so deeply. The work of our benevolence team, our global mission team, our, our men's and women's ministries, the book clubs, the people that have got on uh, over this last month with Pastor Nate, myself, with Janet Mortensen to be involved in meaningful discussions about how Jesus is still active in our life. That is, that is our call right now. And if that has to be our call for the next three weeks or the next three months, we will continue feeling like we are those people who, who, the, who the disciples looked out at and said, 
There's just a little bit more work to be done. And you people are capable of incredible ministry today. I want to kind of bring this to a close too and remind us that there's something, one of the things that I'm sure many of us miss most and that we've heard is just the chance to sing together, right? There's something special that happens when a community sings together. And the truth is, scientists have actually studied this. And they found that five-part harmony is actually something like magical with the brain. The brain lights up in new ways when you sing in five-part harmony. And that's why New Kids on the Block had five members. And then the band, a decade later, O-Town, had five members. And then a few years after that, you had the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, also five-member groups. And then just a little while back, probably about a decade ago, you had One Direction, also five members. And they would sing in five-part harmony, and the music wasn't any good, but people loved it because it made their brains light up in this new way. I look at that, and I say, we are hardwired for community. There's something in the way that God created us that makes us long for the chance to be together, even if it's just five people. And as Gary's been laying out with all these different pieces that have been happening, what we've been seeing, there's some real possibilities for those smaller groups to really take hold here at Bethany. Even if we can't get together with 600 people in worship like we used to do, maybe we can find ways to really lean into those smaller groups of communities and make ministry come to life in that way. Because again, there's just something special that happens when we work together, when we share life together, when we share moments and learning and growth together. And in the end, it sounds like maybe we're talking about church programming, and we're not. We're talking about discipleship. We're talking about walking with Jesus in a way that makes other people's lives feel more special. And so that's what we do. And I'll just throw in a little plug because Nate might be too young to know that there was this wonderful five-part Christian group out there called GLAD, G-L-A-D, GLAD. So if you've never heard of them, Google them sometime. They are five-part harmony, phenomenal with music that you actually want to listen to. So uh, I I highly commend them to you. But I think it's time for us to say, we don't really have five parts now that Nate's all set that up. You only have the melody but it's still worth us joining together. On page five, our hymn of the day, the church's one foundation will sing verses one and two. If it bolsters your spirits, stand up and sing.